Gave him, gave him a happy ending. Gave him a happy ending celebration. <laughs> My goodness. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined by CB, Chris Coacher, Coacher Boy. We're without Danny today because he does have a final, but no worries. Me and Danny are coming out tomorrow with a Sideline Summit draft special at roughly 3 o'clock. That will probably be when it's released. That will be our final mock draft with the NFL draft coming out tomorrow. Uh, but today, we are strictly talking hoops. We're in the thick of the NBA playoffs um, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get around to every series, of course. But Chris, how have how you been today, man? No, I I sat through work from eight thirty to five thirty in the marketing symposium, and today I learned what a symposium was. I heard the word before, but I did not know what it was. It's basically a big word for talking about a lot of stuff for a long ass time. But outside of that, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. And kids, if you're watching this. You take a page out of Danny's book. School first, always, then fun after. But school first, always. <laughs> better than me. Much better than me. Uh, <laughs> much better than me, man. Um, definitely I just want to get it. School is like six. <clears throat> JK. <laughs> uh, but summits and plummets, I can get it kicked off. Uh, clear summit of these NBA playoffs. How about them damn New York Knicks? My God, they, they've shocked me. I'll say that. And they have a chance to close out the series tonight. My plummet has obviously been my Boston Celtics. I mean, your expectation, you were the favorite to win the NBA championship. And this Hawks team just shouldn't take you to six games. You could you could beat this team by 40 in Atlanta next game. It, it's it's overall disappointing. You're letting the MVP rest up for three extra days. It, I don't know. I don't know. I'm heavily disappointed with them. Uh, I'm tired of Jason Tatum putting up these stinkers i'm tired of the 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 guard rotation it, it's really weird i it's really hard to mess up these guard rotations when you have brog white smart and brown it, it's really hard to mess it up and missoula is still getting used to it but hey i have faith in them just put it just put it away tomorrow and then you're on to philly uh and yeah but your summits and plummets what are we, yeah. what are we looking at uh, summits are obviously <laughs> go James being up three <laughs> one. That is the summit. Uh, well, honestly, I think it's just the way it happened. It wasn't the points, it wasn't the boards. It was the charges that he took, stuff like that, like little stuff in the game that was really, really impressive for me. So, um, that's my summit. I, I really enjoyed that. My plummet actually is the Hawks um, winning these games, and I'll tell you why. I hate that the, that the Hawks are winning these games because I think it quiets the Trey Young rumors of trades. And I like to see Trey Young traded to the Pelicans. I know that's really random. I know that may not make a lot of sense to people, but I personally like to see Trey Young on the Pelicans. So my summit is weird, but it's because they won. I feel like they're gonna be like, oh, we want to keep Trey again, which they should have done in the first place. But yeah, that's my that's my my plummet. I think um, the Hawks winning is more of an L than a W for them because they're not gonna beat the Celtics for real, in my opinion. So. Well, we can we can hop right into that series because mm. f- 
first of all, obviously the Celtics letting them get two games is disappointing. Letting them, all right, letting him get one in Atlanta in a nail biter. Oh, well, letting them get one in Boston in a nail biter is horrendous. That's one. And then two, here's the thing with the Hawks where, where I guess this is another part of, you know, you making them your plummet that let's say, all right, they take this team, they lose in six games. Let's say the Celtics go on to make the finals. Now you're looking at it like, oh, they just took the Eastern Conference champions to six games. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't we run this back? And then you run it back and then you're mediocre again. I mean, maybe a full year of Quinn Snyder is a, is a valid excuse to, uh, to run it back. But, um, I don't know. The The roster's mediocre. Um, I don't know. Maybe a full season with DeAndre Hunter apparently being the best 3 and D player in the NBA, according to this series. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen him miss yet. Him and, and Bogdanovich have been, like, unreal. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's credit, – credit to Trey Young, though. I mean, beating some heavy, overrated allegations – and I saw something on Twitter where someone was like, um, like someone was hyping up Trey Young. He got two wins on the Eastern Conference favorite. And everyone was like, oh, well, go look at it. He, he He's averaging 30, but look at his true shooting. Somebody said, yo, look, real dogs empty the clip in the playoffs. Honestly. That's, that's real. Like in the playoffs, I really don't care too much about efficiency. Unless like, you, like Trey's inefficient doing what he does best though exactly like fine he jason tatum's inefficient in shooting a three ball that he don't got right now like he needs to cut the crap (laughs) Um, (laughs) we we talk about it all the time in the group chat man but um yeah Yeah. i definitely wanted to definitely wanted to get some celtics hawk steam off i was unbelievably (laughs) oh my god because you know, I always got something to say about every single series in the group chat, except that one when the Celtics lose. Because it's just like it, it's so like like let's say we took a loss to like like let's say this is next round we took a loss to the Sixers. I can live with that. I don't expect. Well, maybe I do. I did expect this sweep the Sixers or beat them in five, but definitely not now. So like if we lose a game to them, it's whatever. It's supposed to happen, but I don't know. But if we want to swing it all on over to your crew. And Grizzlies Lakers, which is playing tonight with the Lakers having a um, chance at elimination. If you wanted to get us kickstarted on that one. Boy, do I. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> Let me sit up in my seat for this mess. Well, no, look, uh, I'll, I'll be aside. I think the Lakers lose tonight. Unfortunately, I really do. I think Memphis gets this one um, at home. But the series, the series as, a, as a whole has been pretty interesting. Um I've seen some stuff on Twitter on a couple of social sites where it's like they don't think Jaws hurt for real. Like they don't know if his hands really hurt and stuff like that. I think Jaws really hurt. I do. I think the injury is valid. But I think the bigger thing is uh, Dylan Brooks. And it's not because of the trash talk, none of that. It's because he's trash talking. Like that's the problem. He's actually not good at the sport and he's doing a lot of talking. So the, the problem is, the Lakers are actually – we have a better chance in beating the Grizzlies with Dylan Brooks on the court. That's the craziest part because he either doesn't shoot or he shoots three for 14 before he's ejected in 23 minutes. I'm living with both of those. I am super cool with that. If I'm the Grizzlies, that's what I do. I'm no Taylor Jenkins, but let me tell you this. 
I'd start, I'd put Tyus and Ja back there together. Move Dylan Brooks to the three. I mean, Dylan Brooks, please get him off my team. Move Desmond Bain to the three. And then you work that way. Because then you have a little more speed. You force the Lakers to guard a little more. And it helps. I think this series really been about the Lakers' defense. They've been able to stop the Grizzlies. Because I told you and DC on the show, the Grizzlies' half-court offense is just is trash. Because they don't have another playmaker or a real post player that can throw it in and get a, a bucket or a foul every time on the court. So I think defenses for the Lakers has really been big. And, I mean, Rui, Rui's big game has been huge. Austin's consistent enough play. D'Angelo Russell's inconsistent play has been uh, good, good in a in it's a in a thing like like that dude D'Angelo Russell. He'll throw the ball away twice, then he'll make three threes in a row. And he's like, okay, keep on the court. Like I guess like it it, it works. And one thing I will say, I have to apologize. That's my last thing, Tony. It's your turn. No, no, bro, you good. Take your time. I have to apologize to Dennis Schroeder. I want to apologize to him on the show. Don't 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 apologize. I'm apologize. To I'm him. apologize. And it's the only reason why I'm See, you say, you say this, good. and you know what's coming tonight. You say this, and you know what's coming tonight. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this is why I'm apologizing. I had to get used to who Dennis Schroeder was. Yes, Dennis Schroeder, POA defense, great. But sometimes when he gets the ball on the other end, he's going to do that, like, fake, like, crossover to the baseline. He may dribble off his foot. But that is okay. It's okay. Because I'd rather that then watch Troy Brown cut to the basket and throw the ball off the glass again. I, I, I can't stand any more of that. So I'll take it. I'm sorry, Dennis Schroeder, for all the slander I have for you on here. I apologize. And thank you for your contribution. Yeah, you 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 heavily going to regret that when he puts up that stinker tonight. Uh, I can but, smell it already. I can smell it already. Yeah, what is that smell? Um, uh, now, the Laker, Lakers have definitely been interesting this postseason. Anthony Davis – my God, has he been inconsistent? But he stepped up huge. I mean, him and LeBron, outside of free throws, him and LeBron were the only people to score in overtime. Uh, yep. LeBron, the two clutchest shots of the game. Yep. Uh, so much for no clutch, Dean, I guess. Uh, I uh, and, and the skill and the skill it took, because it's widely known he doesn't have a bag, that don't make sense. Uh, he, took three layup, the, he took three. He took the Grizzlies. He took the Grizzlies' second-best wing defender. Hit, bodied him to the paint while dribbling with his left hand and then finishing off the top of the glass over the defense player of the year. Did it twice, actually. One to tie the game, which is what people really that's what Skip loves to get on him on. He was like, he loves it winner when it's tied or when they're mm-hmm. up by two. That one that one was for all the marbles. Like that wasn't the lead. He had to go tie it and and he did. Yep. Um yep. so you know. This isn't this isn't shocking. This isn't news. This 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 is the greatest player of all time, just doing what he does best best in that step up in the clutch. With the with the Grizzlies, I I wonder what their move is. I'm not counting them out yet. I I, I do think the series is over, but of course it's first to four, so I'm not going to you know jinx the Lakers or anything. But what do the Grizzlies even do this off like? Like you could you could maybe be like, oh, we didn't have Steven Adams and we didn't have Brandon Clark. And I'm like, well, Steven Adams would have probably got played off the court. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. There's so much the Lakers actually have low-key so much spacing and depth, it's unreal. And and Brandon Clark would have been nice to have in instead of Dylan Brooks. But um I, I don't know what they do from there. I think they're so in line to maybe pack up some of these picks and probably go maybe Ja isn't the one on a championship team. Maybe you go check the availability. 
this is gonna be so ironic uh them uh those carolina boys but maybe go check the availability of zion williamson it probably won't take that much to get him because he's never healthy anyway. You are taking a chance. You are taking a huge chance on two high-flying people who do get hurt a lot, except they're just different body types. But I just, I don't know how the spacing will work. I don't know how the fit would work. But I think of any player I could argue is top 10, I think he's easily the the one that's like most tradable for outside of Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. but that that's probably going to be the Godfather package. Like that's going to be nuts. Think so? Um, I think it could be. I I think Portland could be stubborn. I mean, we're in like what off season four of him talking yeah. about like, oh, I got some decisions to make. I'm like, man, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know who's the leverage in, in a situation like that. Uh, what I go into the offseason, I do hope the Lakers run this team back. I hope they can get as many pieces back together, regardless of the outcome of this postseason. If, if yeah. they win it, keep it. If they if y'all lose in round two to potentially the Warriors or the Kings, j- just run it back. Let this team get a full season. They're going to be so good. Uh, maybe invest in a better backup point guard. I mean, Schroeder's a good change of pace guy, but I would invest in another backup point guard. Um, Trey Jones, but yeah, we uh, get Ty's brother, my my boy. Uh, also, too, I want to uh, say this mm. about uh, the Grizzlies. So, uh, I'll talk to my friends about this uh, last year. I think Ja can be a one on a championship team, but really like a one A to a one B. And if, when I explain, it, it might make a little sense. Demar Derozan, right on the board right now. They should be looking to do that over. They should. If I'm the Grizzlies, they go get the DeMar DeRozan. It's not the fact that he doesn't shoot threes and get that. It gives you another person you can give the ball to and ask him to create a shot for you, get a foul, or get or get attention so somebody else can get a shot. DeMar DeRozan will be on the last year of his deal. It probably won't take, like you said, it probably won't take too much crazy to get him. He's older. He's 30. He'll be 33 next year, I think. They blow that, that thing up anyway. So. See what I'm saying? So I, I think a, 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 a addition like that, you add DeMar DeRozan, you bring Clark's back healthy. Because I, I agree with you. I don't think Steve, Steve Adams plays a lot in this Lakers series. I think it's Clark and Jaron Jackson on the front line mostly to come back AD and Jared Vanderbilt. It just makes more sense. So in my opinion, if the Greens can go out and get a like an older wing, not an older wing school, but somebody that has to give up a lot to get, like swap Dylan Brooks in two picks, perfect. And you get a DeMar DeRozan or you get a, a wing, like a, another wing. I'm not saying Brad Bill, but like somebody who can actually get you 22, 23 points a game outside of John Moran. Then it'll get you a, get you a, game a lot. Yeah, like do a closer. Get you a real level scorer. Um yeah, I I would like those moves. And I don't know if DeMar would definitely put them over the edge. Um but mm. I, I see where you're coming from. They need a guy who could be an elite three level scorer who can work along. Like you need you need Shaq this is I'm completely over exaggerating. This is not what John mm. Moran is. You need Shaq and Kobe. You you can't have MJ and Pippen. You can't, you need a 1A, 1B, not 1 and 2, which is, mm-hmm. of course, like the direction the Celtics are going. They clearly, like, it, it, it's getting closer to 1A, 1B every day. Like, Jalen Brown is phenomenal, but I think JT has him beat ever so slightly because he's better at a lot of other things. But um, I saw something on Twitter. Um, I saw a t- from the 2021 first round, Dylan Brooks was like that, apparently. He averaged 25 for the series. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like that. I'm gonna tell he you what. He used to be thin. He used to be slim. It was, it was before yeah. he grew them stupid braids. And then he had to fro. Because even I even I'll even admit this, and I hate to admit it. 
at Oregon, Dylan Brooks wasn't bad to watch. He was not a bad basketball player to watch because he was actually playing the sport and not trying to like fight people and then wear like leather overalls. He was actually hooping. So Dylan Brooks used to be a basketball player. I don't know when he turned into a brick mason, but he did switch professions. Awesome to see. Yeah, his his whole he got so much bigger. His mechanics just got so utterly messed up. But let's talk about arguably the best playoff riser outside of I guess I'll say this generation as in like the twenties, like the twenty twenties. Yeah. Because I say this generation, I don't mean LeBron because. 2010's LeBron is the greatest playoff riser this game's ever seen. I don't care. 2020's, that might belong to Jimmy Butler. He, like, I, he is, him and Devin Booker, these playoffs, have been the two best players in the playoffs, like, by far, in my opinion. Devin Booker is, like, legit having a legacy run right now. Um, I would argue he's the greatest Phoenix son of all time already. I, I, I'd have him over Charles Barkley. Uh, it's just a matter of racking up all NBAs and stuff like that. But with Jimmy, I've never watched a player so much. And every single shot he takes, it's just like it's going in. And it's the fashion that he's doing it. Chris Middleton, line up. I'm whooping your ass. Drew Holiday, line up. I'm whooping your ass. Giannis, line up. I'm whooping your ass. He's it's it's so insane the player he becomes in the playoffs how aggressive he gets and overall this Miami team like the role players like Jimmy's doing all the scrappy work too but they gonna do it with him it's like we gonna go as far as you take us and mm-hmm. they got themselves up 3-1 on the one seed I mean play-in truthers are looking real real good right now play-in truthers are looking good with uh Lakers and you know the Heat and I guess you could say the Hawks to an extent. Uh, I mean, they're they're giving the Celtics a run for their money, uh, which is certainly yeah. something, you know, t- to credit. Um, do you have any word on, like, the Heat or the Bucks? Any thoughts? Yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, the Heat is the favorite team of one of my, my better friends. We talk about we, – we, we slander the Heat a lot in the group chat because, I mean, it's fun to do. It's easy to do. They're a bunch of tryhards. It's, it's fun. But in the playoffs, <laughs> in the playoffs – I have to eat my own word because I'm not a big Jim Butler fan in the regular season. I don't know anybody because he doesn't take it serious. But I will say this. I watched the fourth quarter of the game uh, when he was going off, and it, it looked like a superhuman. Like, it didn't look real. Jim Butler's not a three-point shooter at all. He, they were up one. It was twenty. It was 19 seconds on the shot clock. This dude stopped on a fast break and, stopped a, and shot a pull-up three and drew out his face. Up one after you just took the Doing lead that. and made it. So this dude, Jim Butler, the confidence and he's, this dude has, he's different. And he's, he's running really around different. saying, he running around saying, "This my ish." Like, like this is this is my ish. You and and it's saying? crazy because nobody can even argue that on that day. On that day, nobody can argue. And this is the thing. And, I'm so happy Jim Butler's exposing Chris Middleton right now. I'm so happy, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> Chris Middleton is just the small forward version of Tobias Harris. That's exactly what Chris Middleton is. And I'm so happy Jimmy Butler's exposing him. Because Jim Butler, I mean, Chris Middleton's supposed to be a wing defender, right? Jimmy Butler was hunting Chris Middleton. Hunting him in that game when he had 50. That, that guy, and that guy was supposed to be the maker in the celtics Bucks series last year. This was the guy supposed to save their season. season. Yeah, fuck out of here. No way. I didn't care. <laughs> no, no. No, thank you. Like, and... It, <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's funny how infectious Jimmy Butler is. Because Caleb Martin had former defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, top 20 player all-time, Giannis Antetokounmpo, face-to-face in the corner, hit a three in his face, and gave him, gave him the Facebook celebration, gave him a FaceTime celebration. Yeah, that was crazy. Gave him, gave him crazy. a happy ending. Gave him a happy ending celebration. <laughs> my goodness. They gave him a Deshaun Watson. Like, oh, my God. How can you as a man let Caleb Martin hit you with a three and give you one of these? No way. No, no, no way. If I'm Giannis, I have to get this win tonight. I, I oh, have yeah. to take this personal. I got to win by 15 plus. But and those are my last thoughts on last that. Last thing I want to say about the Heat. One Yo, thing. go ahead. Go ahead. And then we going to go Knicks Cavs after this. After this year, NBA, Adam Silver, Pat Riley, Spolster, Haslam, anybody who has any influence over there in Miami, can you all make sure this is Kyle Lowry's last year playing in the NBA? You can send him to Taiwan, China. I don't care where you send him. Because if I have to watch him go into the lane one more time with no, no thought of even making a shot, just go up in there, hitting somebody, and falling down on purpose, and y'all give him two free throws again, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. I'm going to. So I need you all to make sure this is last year in the NBA. Please. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Please. Love the, you, you hate to watch him. You love him when he's on your team, at least Literally. in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but we could go on to the first game that's actually kicked off already. I'm pretty sure. Knicks-Cavs. My goodness, this Knicks Knicks team, this Knicks team, this Knicks team is not only a real contender, which I don't remember what we said about them, if they were real contenders or not. I think we asked about them and the Cavs. I'm pretty Mm. sure we said no on the Cavs because they don't have a, they don't got someone who's effective on offense and defense. Like it's, it's actually pretty crazy, but the Knicks, not only are the Knicks contenders, their best player or second best player, I guess is horrible right now. Julius Randle just had seven points and was benched in the fourth quarter. But they, my God, like Jalen Brunson right now, outside of Aaron Judge, he's the king of New York. Like he's the prince of New York because Aaron Judge is by far the king. But he's so good. And mm-hmm. and Josh Hart is making is is uh, making plays. And R.J. Barrett is playing like a third overall pick. Star J has arrived. And I'm Star J. Barrett. Star J Barrett's here. I've been his number one guy since he came out of high school. I said he was – this is crazy. It's not really crazy because he was ranked over – see, look at that. When when he got to Duke, I said he was better than Zion. But in in my bad take offense, I said Cam was also better than Zion. But <laughs> it's because well, I wasn't okay. – Yo, you have to understand. You have to understand, bro. PA guy – Cam Reddish was like my Michael Jordan, dude. He was oh no wait, so... no, wait, no wait 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 wait. I signed Cope, not Cope. Cam Reddish Cam... is my guy. Like I, I, I was telling people, Cam Reddish was one hundred percent better than RJ Barrett. And and to tell you right now, I still believe it. I still believe it. I don't care how bad Cam Reddish is playing the NBA right now. I do not care. Cam Reddish is still better than RJ Barrett today, in my opinion. I know it sounds crazy. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm going. But with the last couple of, last couple of games, RJ has really. No really put it together and i hope and i really hope it's here to stay because like this is supposed to be the knicks future him and brunson could really be their future uh if, if they play the cards right uh at mitchell robinson may, maybe he is the best center in new york maybe he wasn't capping i mean maybe he was telling the truth <laughs> he, 
ever it's weird ever since he actually said that like when he said that i didn't believe it and then all after that he's been so much better than nicholas claxton but um yeah he's been open too i mean yeah shout out Shout out Tibbs, though, like actually using his bench. Shout out Tibbs. Uh, don't shout out Emmanuel quickly, though. He that dude good. stinks. No, no. That yeah, dude he, he's not good right now. Stinks. <laughs> he's not good right now. <laughs> What's who can tell me? Emmanuel quickly is just Bones Highland with playing time. Mm. And, and Bones Highland, nice. He's nice. But they, they every team got a Bones Highland variant. Like, the Clippers have one, and the Knicks have one, and the the Sixers have Tyrese Maxey. Who I'm not. Saying, this is more. This is more saying they all got these little ass dreads. But um, I don't think I don't think the Celtics got one. Not yet. I mean, te- technically, technically, I think if you were to put one in there, it would technically be uh, Peyton Pritchard or or Katie <laughs> Davidson. JD, see here the thing. JD braids his hair, and it's still insanely long. Like, but I'm, I'm excited for JD. Uh, we'll talk about him a, a lot during the summer. But um, with this Cavs team, bro, they're just not they're not going to be until they get a real two way threat. And if you got Karis Levert shooting like clutch shots, be real. In trouble. In trouble. No. I like Karis. <laughs> no, I like him, but not. Nah. Yeah. It, nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. And and Darius Garland's been too inconsistent. It, it's it's tough to get a win that way. But I think they're. We home. talked about that before. I'll pick them to uh, win tonight. Yeah, we talked about that before about how like a Coral Levert, like a Coral's good on defense, Levert's good on offense. They have to find somebody like I think you said it before that that's like at least playable, like on both sides. That, you wouldn't mind swinging just, it to him and being okay. Like yeah, hit that, that hit that Patara fusion and just run five players the whole game. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hit, that fu- hit that fusion dance. You got one of the best D players in the game for sure. Turn fatigue but off. I think I th- combine a coral and Levert. Yeah. We in. <laughs> yeah. So I got Cavs winning tonight, and then I have New York exploding in Game Six. Not necessarily the team. The team's gonna win, but the city is going to like. Maybe explosion is the wrong word for that city. The city's gonna go nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna go crazy. You're gonna hear the F Trey Young, which Celtics fans no did reason. last night. That is like that is like caffeine to the dude. Like that is like that that, that turned him up. That, that that turns him up, bro. Like that gets him going. And why would you do that? And shout out Trey Young. He didn't take any offense to it. He was like, I think it's respectful. Because how many people, how many players in this game be getting F they name chance? Like Literally. I find it respectful. But he's – and it's not even personal at this point. Like, Knicks fans, it's just like a rally call. Like, yep. it, it really is. Like, at Yankees games, at Rangers games, uh, and, uh, you know, like, you'll probably find it in a Giants game, man. Like, I don't know. But it's fun. The Knicks have been phenomenal. Knicks heat next round is going to feed families. Uh, but that unfortunately means winner of Sixers Celtics is going to the finals uh, in my eyes. <laughs> Um, and we could probably talk about arguably game of the night, man. Um, Kings versus Warriors. Shout out De'Aaron Fox. Two days ago was doubtful with the fractured finger. And he said, no, I, there's no if and or buts. I am playing this game. It's on a shooting hand. So I don't know how, um, you know, we don't know how he's going to play, but, um, 
we're gonna see. I mean, we're gonna see how he goes out. No, um, no teams won on the road yet. So, yep. what what do we what do you think? Do you think Curry pulls out a, a road win for this squad, or is that just gonna have to wait till Game Seven? Mm, I, I fear it's a Clay Thompson game tonight, and that makes me sick to my stomach. So I was literally just typing how much better Devin Booker is than Klay Thompson, but I still have a feeling that it's a Klay Thompson night tonight because these these are the nice Klay shows. This this these are the ones. These are the ones. It's not Game Six. It's five. I know, but these are the ones. These are the ones he shows up for, and he makes six threes. He's gonna go six for nine from three, end up with twenty eight points. Something crazy like that. It's, I feel that's a Klay Thompson game, and I feel bad for the Kings. I feel bad for Kings fans as well. I was talking about that in my men's league game last night. It's some random, some dude we played. Now, I know, I'm sorry, not do, to a ref, I'll be about to play. he's about to ref our game. He had no idea De- uh, De'Aaron Fox was injured, by the way. No idea. So when I told him, it literally broke his heart. Like I saw it. He's like, oh, man, no way. And I feel so bad. Stop, trying to, stop trying to sweet talk the ref so you can get to the foul yeah. line. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm out there for. I wanted to tell him uh, we're besties to call a foul. But I was like, I feel bad for King. Uh, ref! I feel bad. I feel uh, bad for him, dude. I feel bad. I think Clay's due for one more stinker just because next game will be game six, and we all know mm. it's Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six. He's mm, liable yeah. to go Michael. So um, but I don't know if that necessarily means they lose. The Warriors are 2-0 and since I made a video about them on my personal TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, shameless plug. I'm like – 43 subs away from 200. Y'all should go check that out. But anyway, um, I think the Kings have done a, a pretty good job um, of ju- just hanging around. Darren Fox has been great. Uh, Sabonis, not real, apparently. But I, I think something that was good last game was Keegan Murray shot well. I think mm-hmm. if he can get things going and Kevin Herter could, like, stop, like, stop being the – Worst shooter, shoot like worst shooter, shooter. Like, you're the worst shooter among shooters. Like, stop being that and, and make some damn, make some goddamn shots. All you have to do is match Clay Thompson's production. Fox got Curry, not, not like got his number, not outperform him, but they're going, they're like two battling Rams and, and, and they're just going at it. All you got to do is match Clay Thompson, who's playing horrible this series. Offensively, at least, that's all you have to do. And then everyone else got your back. But um, unsung hero for the world, I guess not unsung, everybody knows. Shout out Kavon Looney, man. First two games, every, every, it was like, oh. Every he, year. Every year. First two games, they like, he can't be a franchise center. And what's he do? 20 boards. 20 boards. Sick as hell, man. Credit yeah. to him. I, I like Lo- Looney does it once like a year, though. He does it once a year in the playoffs. He Like against Dallas, he had big games. He has big games every year against every team. It happens. It happens every year. And it's crazy because Kevin Looney started. If, I don't know if y'all remember. Kevin Looney started as the next Kevin Durant on YouTube. He was shooting threes, all this <laughs> stuff in high school. And then he went to UCLA and was still shooting threes. And he's turned into a defensive screen setting big. I think that's one of the great career transformations since high school, college, in my opinion. I'm a big fan of Kevin Looney. Big fan. One thing that um, someone pointed out last night was on Twitter, I think it was Cone, I think, uh, the YouTuber. He said, you can never watch a Bucks game and they will 
like every time you watch a Buck team, they just refused to not tell you that Brook Lopez used to just be a post scorer and wasn't a good defender. Like, all right, uh, we know, we know, we know. Not everyone in the audience is 10 years old. Like, we remember Brook Lopez. We remember. The first we remember when he was when he was a part of the first ever failed super team, uh, which wasn't a super team. I'm trolling. Old ass Paul Pierce, Paul, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett. That that wasn't a uh, super team. I'm I'm clearly trolling, but yeah, like, come on, like we we get it. But shout out Kevon Looney though. How many people? How many people are the next Kevin Durant that actually end up playing at least similar to Kevin Durant? No one. No. No one. Because Kevin Durant's not real. Like I, I, I promise you. you guys. I promise you. I wrote an article today about how like he'll just give you the quietest thirty ever. Like, you won't even last night. quiet, quietest thirty ever. No free throws. Not, no. That was last I'm night. That was actually last night. Line. Dude, dude, he had KD had. I mean, KD book had forty-seven, eight, and ten. That was really loud. KD had thirty-one, six, and four. I want to say. I think he missed eight shots, seven, eight shots, something like that. Something crazy like that. Or maybe less. Hey, we're checking out. Right. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, he hit the guy. He had 31 points on 19 shots. That's what I'm saying. He's the guy. He's the guy. What? He's, like, he's the what? Guy. And like a sneaky four to one turnover assist ratio with a block. That's and what a steal. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that, he's that's unreal, an undercover man. night for Kevin Durant. My, that's crazy. That it really is. He's like your under undercover killer, under super undercover. And but what this playoffs is gonna allow me to do? It's finally gonna let me say like, yo, like like Devin Booker, like Devin Booker though. He's like sneaky top eight. He's sneaky top eight. And that's not disrespect. That's not. And here's the thing. Know what this playoff run's also doing? It's falsely reporting that Devin Booker's better than Tatum. But I have to give credit where it's due. The dude's stepping up. At least playoffs right now. And he's playing defense this playoffs as well. He is playing defense. defense. And and not not even respectable defense. This dude is like low-key locking up. He's playing pretty good defense. Give it to him. Yeah. Um. But nasty agenda. Devin Booker is better than Kevin Durant because, uh, yeah, said so. Uh, I'm Devin Booker, it, best, um, Devin Booker, best player on a championship team. Also, 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 want to say this too. By the way, um, I'm gonna go pull up my tweets and send them to the group chat. But years in a row, like a bunch of years in a row, I called these players being great after they were getting drafted. I called Devin Booker. And when he got drafted 13, I told people he was the best player in the draft by far. Nobody listened to me. Yeah. I, t- I told people Shea Gibbs be- Alexander was going that to be should. the guy. I told him he was going to be the guy. I told him before. And he's like, oh, the dudes at Kentucky, he ain't really he was a, He was drafted well. to the Hornets, wasn't he? Wasn't Shea drafted to the Hornets and then traded right after? Damn, they got a thing for missing out on, like, pretty good shooting guards. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jordan was like, he was like, Shea Gilgis? Nah, give me my kid Gilchrist. I'll take him and I'll take uh who else? What other terrible player did the Hornets draft? Uh Gerald, did they draft Joe Henderson? Did they draft Joe Henderson? Or am I tripping? They may have drafted Joe Henderson. Who? Who <laughs> exactly? Duke alum, only reason why. <laughs> uh but running back around to Kings Warriors, um, this isn't really related to the series, I guess. We all know this is a dog fight. I'm I will be tuning into that Steph Curry documentary, underrated. That's gonna be good. Yeah, that. he's coming out with a documentary called Underrated. It, I guess it starts his career at high school in Davidson. Um, it's gonna be fun. He ain't gonna I'm be no LeBron that. documentary, but I'm gonna need That's that. Gonna good, I'm a fiend. Though. I'm a fiend for a sports documentary, man. 
tell you that. I, and I'm such a hater. I tuned in to the last dance during COVID because I was like, I'm going to nitpick this. I'm going to find like as much as this is goat propaganda. I'm going to find a reason why this downplays Michael Jordan. And the one thing I took away from it was he guarded Magic Johnson game one and they lost at home. They put Scotty on Magic and they gentlemen swept. My argument there is he couldn't hold magic. I don't give a fuck what his stat line was like that night. I don't care. <laughs> but um, all I'm saying is this: after watching Last Dance, they told us to praise Michael Jordan for going to lift weights after losing to the Pistons. They literally showed four scenes in a row of the Bulls in the weight room because they were tired of getting pushed around by the Pistons, and they still lost the next year and year after that. Then they finally won. So what was the smoke? They just about? they they, they just kidding. they they just showed us that like they only beat them because they got old, and that's not discrediting Mike. Like that really isn't it's just the that Pistons team. <laughs> that Pistons team. That Pistons team is all time. Like that's a great team. That is a great yeah. team, and. I can't think of a situation where LeBron, uh, uh, like LeBron, it, it's not identical, but like he beat the Celtics because they ended up getting old. He also got on a better team, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you gotta wait your time. Know, man. But we can swing to a series, a second round series that's already set. And I wrote an article about this. It was so much fun. This is going to be a really fun series, in my opinion. Suns mm-hmm. Nuggets. I. We we talked about Devin Booker going nuclear this playoff. Um, arguably a top ten player in the world right now. Who who's been the best player in the playoffs? Is it is it Devin Booker or is it Jimmy Butler? Because Jimmy Butler is getting like the hype moments because like he's facing a one Z like and he's mm-hmm. facing all the good defenders. But like we're not about to undermine what Devin Booker is doing. The dude's got Kevin Durant on his team and he's like he's making Kevin Durant say Nah, he's got this. How even with Kyrie and James Harden on the team, the only time where where Kevin Durant was like, "Nah, he got this," is Steph Curry. Because every other time, KD still needed it down the stretch. He still took the ball down the stretch, but he's looking at this at this shooting guard, this young light skinned shooting guard, and he's like, "He got it." Yeah. De- I don't know. It's close. It's close. Maybe I'm biased. I think Devin Booker's been the best player in these playoffs so far. I won't argue. And I think this series is over in five and a half. Five and a half. You think Suns in five and a half? Because it took them five to take on the depleted Clippers. And obviously, you know, like good teams turn it on. But where I think, because here's the thing the Nuggets, their bench won't matter as much because they're not going to be playing Phoenix's bench because they just don't play. They average the second least amount of minutes or second or first least amount of minutes. Um, what they'll be important is, is book or KD. One of them will be off. The, will be on the court without the other for a short amount of time because a sub will be in. That's where the Nuggets bench will have to do something about it. They'll have to take advantage of those minutes. Um, and what I wrote in the article is name I don't want to say I don't want to call Jamal Murray a role player. That's not the right word, but he's not an all star. I I don't know the word to call Jamal Murray, but he's the I'll put it this way: he's the worst NBA player that you can realistically say can match a superstar in a series. Point for point, like 
Yes. Like, I yeah. wrote that, okay, so KD's going to get his low-key 30. Jokic is going to get his low-key 25, 10, and 8 on, you know, like 10 for 13. Jamal Murray, it is your job to go out there and match the hottest player in the playoffs. And I had the utmost confidence in the world he can do it. I, do I have the up, I have the utmost confidence that he can go out and beat not not beat. He can go out there tick for tack with Devin with Devin Booker. He did it with Donovan Mitchell a couple years back. He was the best player in this past series. Let me give you a stat. In the last 20 Denver Nugget playoff wins with Murray in the lineup. So not really the 2021 playoffs. Um, so their last 20 wins with Murray playing. Murray was the scoring leader in 14 of these games. So that just lets you know, like, and and if they want to win games, this dude has to be like that dude. Uh, And that's not a a shot to Jokic or anything. It's just Jokic has different responsibilities. He can't just be scoring the ball all the time. He's got to get different people involved. He's got to, you know, rebound. He's, (laughs) he's got to protect the paint, whether he's good at it or not. It's his job. And he tries, he ain't good at it, but it's his job. You can't say he don't give effort. He gets his butt whooped. You can't say he don't give effort, though. I mean, a credit to him. Uh, but Jamal Murray, bro, it's your it's your job to go out there and be a flamethrower. Show him why that's, Denver's hotter than Phoenix. <laughs> that's that's the reason why I think the Suns are going to win. And I, I'll give it six for real. But that's I think the reason the Suns are going to win six because I said Suns the, in seven. The Nuggets, in my opinion, bro, like the only problem I have with Jokic in real life is that out of all MVPs you've ever had, outside of maybe Steve Nash, I think he's the least likely to, like, power you through a game scoring. I'm not saying he can't, he just doesn't. And the, and the problem with the, the Suns is... Hey, Wes, the, Wes Unso. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. The Nuggets, the Nuggets 13 don't points have, per game. Oh, that's an the, MVP. The Nuggets don't have wing defenders outside of Bruce Brown, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're gonna probably be forced to play Jeff Jeff Green a little more, maybe. Aaron Gordon's probably gonna have to take KD. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just I think matchups are gonna be rough for them. Like, just just stopping the Sun. I think the Nuggets gonna be able to score, but I don't think they're gonna be able to stop for real. I think Jamal Murray can easily do 30 points a game easily. He's he's that that type of player. But I think their problem is gonna be that third person scoring because like after booking KD, they can give you 60 together. But they still have Chris Paul and Aiden to make up the other whatever the fuck you want to add to it. And then you got yeah. the Nuggets kind of struggling because if, if Porter Jr. is off, who's the third guy? Is it going to be Bruce Brown? Yeah, no, I agree because because eight, like Luka said himself, his toughest matchup is – or like toughest guy to beat like on offense, like toughest guy to score on was Aiden. I was a young DeAndre Eaton. That was two years ago. That's when he was catching the Valley Oops and stuff, yep. which is unfortunately not heard of anymore because he got his shit stuffed by Giannis in the finals. Uh, quick update, Knicks, Knicks, Cavs, as we're recording this. Knicks are up by 11. <laughs> uh, Brunson is 4 for 4, 2 for 2 from deep, 10 points, no other stat. Uh, <laughs> Julius, Randall has, Julius Randall has 3 points. Over four from the field, over four, over two from three point land, but he's hit free throws. Um, but he's five assists. Um, mm. and star Jay Barrett with four points on two for two shooting. Love to see that. And uh, I don't know what's going on in Cavs land, but uh, 
yeah, they better get that together. This things will be over tonight. Like, you know, you know, they think a series over when you get put on NBA TV. But um, last thing I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about Ime Udoka to the um, Houston Rockets. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. only got to show up to his press conference today. Uh, I don't really I don't want to read into that too much. Um, you said you said say but, uh, I hear you. Kevin Porter Jr. only player to show up to Ime Odoka's press conference oh, wow. today. I'm not going to read into that too much, uh, but I, I'm excited. If they, I'll say this, if they get like the second or third pick, I don't expect them to be like they might. They're going to have to try to win games. They don't have their pick, but like if they get Wemby, I need to see you win the play-in. I think Udoka can shift their culture, like defensively at least. He'll he's gonna play the guys that's that's gonna win. He can easily roll out a lineup next year of Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Wemby, Sengun, Easton off the bench. Or if you want Jabari coming off the bench or whoever, whatever. Um, and I think he'll I think he'll figure out real fast who the offense is going to run through, which would be Alprin Sangoon, uh, because he's unironically the best passer on the team and best playmaker on the team, unless they get James Harden back. If they get James Harden back, they have to go to the playoffs, and no if and or buts, I don't care. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to know, what do you what do you think? Good hire, what's your expectations for them heading into well, next year? I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy he got hired by the Rockets. Um, he just made a horny mistake, man. They brought him back. I'm happy for him being back on there. And honestly, I think he's really a good coach, like in real life, like outside all the trolls. I think he's, he's a, a really good coach. He's a really, think, really good. I think he yeah. connects with players really well too. I think, and I think that's really going to be the most important part about the Rockets because they have they have good young talent over there. They do that to yeah. hone it in and and you know mature it a little bit. But I think he's one of the people to where. He's a, a player's coach. If you ever have one in any sport, he's a player's coach. I think he'll be able to get through those guys, and and, and get, I think it's a, a good slate for him too. So I mean, like, he's not he's probably not expected to do anything crazy the first year, unless like you said, unless they get Wimby and then go get James or something like that. But if not, they're gonna get some time to grow and really implement what mm-hmm. he made, you know, what he did with the Celtics. I mean, you know, I mean, he had he started with Tavon Brown. I mean, that's a great head start. But, I mean, you still gotta you know coach those guys. I mean, Steve Nash. And yeah, Jack I mean, they, had, they didn't. They didn't do nothing as as a one punch, uh, yeah. besides like the little bubble work. But um, but that's a credit to like Idoka being a player's guy. Like Jason Tatum, who played for Coach K, played for Brad Stevens, played for Joe Mazzulla for half a season when he said the statement. Said email was my favorite coach ever. Damn, that hurt a lot. It hurt a lot because, and I'm witnessing firsthand how much like email. I still like Joe a little more for his offensive scheme, and but he's super young. I'm going to cut him some slack, but by next year, I think he'll pick up on rotations and add a timeout plays and over just, just a bunch of matchup things. And mind you, he hasn't been a head coach since he coached D2. Mm-hmm. Um, this like, yeah, so I, I'm, but Shout out Ime Udoka, man. Uh, I think that was the best candidate they could have landed. I think if they got Nick Nurse, they'd be stuck in poverty because he just he can't draw up he's an not, offense. Ime can draw defense. up an offense, and Ime can make you the best defensive team in the league. I and, I wonder how and, he attacks. And, 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 and. Ime's going to be great for Kevin Porter Jr. as well. 
a lot of people yes. have yes. questions with his maturity and stuff like that. But I, and I think Shango is the best playmaker too. But I think KPJ is a close second when he's focused and got his head on straight. I think if he yeah. can do that, I think it, it'll open up Jalen's game. It'll open up Shango's game. It'll definitely open up Jabari Smith's game because he's Jabari Smith. The reason he wasn't as great as people might have thought, he needed a playmaker. And if Eme can help KPJ and Jalen Green figure that out, that them making plays will get the most out of everybody else and boost their game, I think it'll take the Rockets to another level too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, and if they were to get Victor Wimbenyama, I'm I'm interested to what they see to what they would do with him and Sengun. Would they let Victor like run the five on defense? Because Sengun can't guard like Sengun can't guard anyone. He can't like, guard William anyway. Gable down there. I seen him struggle, and that was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Vic, people worry about Vic's post defense. Now, here's the thing: Nikola Jokic leads the NBA in seven post ups a game. Like, if that's the max he's going to get, and he's not playing Embiid, Jokic, Giannis every single night, and even if he does get put on the post like that. The dude is 7-4. The dude can touch the top of the backboard. All he has to do is get vertical, get in the way. He's All he has to do is not foul. And he's disrupting your shot. So I think he'll probably – that might be a place where he could play forward or center. Uh, I think maybe a place like Charlotte. Spurs, he's probably – Char- Charlotte, it, he can play it, the. Speak it, speak it. Help me speak. It, I, I made speak a video it, about. I made a video about it. I said he could play forward because they got Mark fucking Williams, dude. Mark Williams. I've. I'm like proud of the dude. Dookie, man. You damn right. Dookie. I'm proud. Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> it just he could fit in so many places. I'm excited for Vic, because I just made I made four I made five straight videos about him. And that's low-key meat riding, but, like, it's easy content, and he's the best player. He's the best – look, and and a lot of people in my comments are like, oh, he's the – y'all always say this player is the best prospect since LeBron Chase. I'm like, no. This dude is the greatest prospect of all time. And I know it seems – it seems bogus in hindsight because LeBron – because of the way LeBron turned out. LeBron is was phenomenal. Like, LeBron – is still arguably the GOAT prospect. But he was doing this against high schoolers. Vic is putting up grown man numbers on grown men. He's 7'4", has a three-level scoring game, has the rim protection of Rudy Gobert. Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. Like, if if this kid, if if he stays healthy, I, I promise you, all he has to do is stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, he is going to be one of the greats. He's that good. He's he's just that good. Um, and I honestly have almost the same praise for Scoot Henderson. Like, this is what Derrick Rose would look like if he knew what consent was and if he, like, talked more. <laughs> I see, yo, this is crazy. I seen the craziest comeback ever. On Twitter today, the a Lakers fan was making fun of a Clippers fan because they was like they said something about Russell Westbrook, or whatever. A guy quoted the Lakers fan tweet and was like, "The greatest player in your franchise's history doesn't know what consent is." I'm like, 
we talk about ball, dude. What what is going on? <laughs> like, yo, people got mad hate in their heart. It's so funny. Like it, like We're Twitter. The sickest it, time ever. Literally, Twitter is Twitter is a special place. But what's also a special place is our NBA outro game. With I still have a pl- I have a player in mind. Chris is gonna guess it, and Chris has you know the deepest NBA bag in NBA history. So, oh man, but. Regardless, I do have my guy. Um, so yeah, whenever you're ready, uh, yeah, whenever you're ready, man, I got my guy. Okay. Um, was this player drafted in the 2010s? Um, no. I'm gonna say no. No. Hmm. Is it early in the 2010? I'm going to pull up his whole basketball reference page. Okay. <laughs> and then, just, just to answer any questions you got real fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was drafted before the 2010s. Oh, before the 2010s. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, was this player drafted uh, between 2003 2007? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm getting somewhere right here, okay? I think that's – was that three questions or four? That was three. Three, okay. Okay, was this player draft in 2004? No. 2005? <laughs> I'm trying to get the year. Okay, yes. cool. Yes. Player draft in 2005. Okay. Uh – what is it? Would uh, did this player play in the Eastern Conference for most of his career? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely most of his career. We're at six questions, so okay. yes. Um, okay. was this player ever an All Star? No, no. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, did this player play for the Pistons? No. Damn. Um, okay, was this player drafted in the top 10 in 2005? Uh, I don't I don't think so, but I, I'm going to double check for you, but I, I definitely do okay. not think so. Okay. Oh, it may be a scrub then. Well, not a scrub. So, like a 2005 NBA draft, a classic. Um, oh, he might have went. He might have went under. Oh, never mind. No, he wasn't. He was drafted in in 2005. We already established that. Uh, no, not a first round pick though, or first overall okay. pick, whatever it was. Okay. We'll just say um, no, so I can edit that for content later. But okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, did this player play for the Celtics? He did. I don't know exactly what it is now. I think if, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be so wrong. I think I know what it is. We're we're at question eleven. This is about to be question eleven, but I think you got what? it. 
if this is one of my favorite Boston Celtics of all time, I'm gonna be happy. And if and uh, if is this is this player Brandon Bass? Yes, it's Brandon Bass. Come on. Come That's on, my man. Celtic, Celtic, Celtic legend, legend, bro. By the way, bro, game five, game five, Sixers, twenty eleven or no, twenty twelve Eastern Conference semifinals, dropped thirty on the on the Sixers in in game five, bro. He's nice. He's nice for him. And one and one year Laker alum. legend. That's my dude. Yep. And, and and by the way, if Brandon Bass was playing in this era of basketball, he'd be a really good like small ball five, like that strong dude. Because Brandon Bass was a little bit before his time because he was like a – He was just Draymond know. with straight teeth. He was tough, man. We Brandon love Bass Brandon Bass. Dude. LSU man, alum we too, love by Brandon the way. Bass. That's my dude. Bro, and, and, and a, lot of pe- a lot of people can't say this. He was an Oklahoma City Hornet legend. Not too many people can say they were Oklahoma Whoa. City Hornet. Chris Paul can say it. I believe – Austin Taylor maybe? Okay. Was that show there? I think so. David West can, I think. I, we're gonna, I know what? Know what? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna look that up. Oklahoma City. Oh Hornets. no! Dude, when I went to go to the Thunder's game, the Thunder game, we seen uh, a dude in a um, like OKC Hornets jersey, like the white with the green and like bluish uh. letters. <laughs> Oh man! The Hornets being away from Charlotte was the biggest mistake ever. Yeah, David West, J.R. Smith, Chris Paul. I knew oh my David God, West these there. are these are some names: Mark Jackson, Speedy Claxton. That's my dude. Was Morris Peterson there? Ooh. Morris? Mm, no, I don't. Nope, he wasn't think there. So. No, Damn no. It. P.J. Brown, Chris Anderson. Of course, Birdman, Brandon Bass. Yeah, dude. Oh my God, what a what a team, dude! Like seriously, Birdman, Birdman. What a but team, I will say dude. this: o- Oklahoma City Hornets had the most fire Valentine's Day jersey, that red one. I don't know if you remember that. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that that jersey was incredible. Yeah, man, and and shout shout out to him, man, because you know New Orleans, like you couldn't, they couldn't play New Orleans, but you know Oklahoma City needed some basketball. It clearly prevailed. They got a city, they got a team a couple years later at the cost of Seattle. Bring basketball back to Seattle, man. You already know how that goes. But that was this was one hour of pure hoops, and it was a good time. But remember, tomorrow me and Danny got y'all with a draft special coming out at three, exclusively on YouTube. With that being said, if you're listening on a podcast platform, leave a download and a five-star review. Come on over to the YouTube and subscribe. And if you're watching the YouTube, subscribe, leave a like, go on over to the podcast platforms and um, yeah, go on to the podcast platforms and leave a like, subscribe, follow, like whatever goes on over there, download and five-star <laughs> review. Chris, you got anything to say before we get on out of here? Uh, nah, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. When y'all do tune in, uh, prayers up for Victor Odipo because that was sad to see. Dude got hurt again. Yeah, uh, real rap, man. Pray for him. Really rough. He's a warrior, yeah. dog. Yeah, y'all have hey, a good one, a, man. He's That's a warrior, it. man. Yeah, man. From CB and AP, make sure y'all have a good one. We'll catch y'all tomorrow, and then we'll catch you on the episode next week, man. Have a good one. Let me take away.